everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical education and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Lee Precopio, with Consultant 360, a multidisciplinary medical information network. A knowledge gap that persists in the management of psoriatic arthritis is among patients who have not responded adequately to treatment or who continue to have high disease activity or disease burden and therefore may be considered difficult to treat. There is a lack of standardization and consensus around the definition of difficult-to-treat psoriatic arthritis and the best course for treatment and management of these patients. To review what is currently known and the best approaches to management of these patients, Consultant 360 is joined by Anand Kamtikar, who is an Associate Professor in the Department of Medicine, Division of Rheumatology, at Montefiore Medical Center, and Albert Einstein College of Medicine. To begin, could you discuss what differentiates an individual with psoriatic arthritis from those with difficult-to-treat psoriatic arthritis? Yeah, that's a good question to start. I think the first thing is we don't really have a, a clear definition of difficult-to-treat psoriatic arthritis. In our recently uh, published review, we tried to give a preliminary definition, uh, and we think that uh, a patient with psoriatic arthritis who has been treated according to international guidelines, so either based on guidelines from the American College of Rheumatology, ULAR, GRAPA, which are all these international societies that make treatment guidelines for psoriatic arthritis. If a patient is being treated according to those and has failed three or more biologic disease-modifying anti-rheumatic medication or targeted synthetic disease-modifying anti-rheumatic agents, and plus if they fulfill one of the following criteria. So we think if the patient has problematic symptoms based on his or her assessment or the rheumatologist's assessment, they can be classified as difficult to treat PSA. The other aspect is if they have moderate disease activity score based on uh, validated disease activity that is captured in clinic, or they have uh, disease activity in terms of inflammatory arthritis, so painful or swollen joints, if they have active skin disease, if they have a lot of axial or like lower back uh, symptoms that are problematic, if they are unable to taper their glucocorticoids below seven and a half, or if they have very high inflammatory markers like C-reactive protein or ESR, then we think that these patients uh, can be uh, labeled as difficult to treat psoriatic arthritis. So again, they need to fail three or more uh, of newer agents and then fulfill any of the uh, criteria that I just listed above. What are some of the challenges associated with managing patients with difficult-to-treat psoriatic arthritis? So I think the first challenge is, as I mentioned, we don't have a clear definition. So trying to uh, get a clear definition of who these patients are, how would we identify them, I think that's the that's the main challenge. Second thing is Psoriatic arthritis, or also now we are trying to use the term psoriatic disease, is such heterogeneous. Like patients can not only have skin disease, but can have either peripheral arthritis or like painful swollen joints, axial symptoms. They can have extra articular manifestations like uveitis or inflammatory bowel disease and dysitis. The agents that we have today, uh, they do great for the skin. So uh, some of the agents provide more than 90% skin clearance. But we have not made significant progress in terms of treating the arthritis. In the research studies, uh, 
arthritis, the, the patients who achieve either an ACA 70 response is significantly lower compared to patients who have a, a skin clearance. So I think that's one big challenge in terms of uh, we don't have therapeutics that treat the musculoskeletal manifestation as well as the skin manifestation. And the other uh, aspect is patients with psoriatic disease have so many other comorbidities which can really exacerbate their disease activity score. So trying to capture accurate disease activity score uh, is still uh, lacking. We do have patient reported outcomes, but I think incorporating some of the objective findings in terms of imaging, either musculoskeletal ultrasound or MRI, that might also be uh, helpful in assessing disease activity of such patients to make appropriate treatment decisions. There has been a lot of progress in recent years in terms of treatments for psoriatic arthritis. Could you discuss how this may have changed healthcare practitioners' approach to managing a patient with difficult-to-treat psoriatic arthritis? Sure. Uh, you're absolutely right. There has been significant change in the therapeutic landscape of psoriatic arthritis uh, over the last uh, two decades. So the first trial for psoriatic arthritis was in the 1990s for sulfasalazine, and then we had TNF inhibitors in the early 2000s. And then from 2010 onwards, we have had agents in different class, like CTLA-4 agonists, IL-17 inhibitors, IL-1223 inhibitors, JAK inhibitors, which have been really uh, beneficial for patients uh, with psoriatic disease. I think it, the the treatment pattern or how we approach patients with difficult to treat psoriatic arthritis or psoriatic arthritis in general has really changed over the last uh, decade or so because just the availability of these newer agents. We now have uh, close to two, 20 years experience of using TNF inhibitors. Uh, they, we think they're relatively safe and though we have to be cautious with uh, the infection risk, but they provide great relief in terms of like inflammatory burden for patients with psoriatic arthritis. The IL-17 inhibitors or IL-1223 inhibitors also provide uh, a reduction in disease activity for psoriatic disease, but they are great for uh, managing skin symptoms. In someone who has like primarily eye disease, we still go for a TNF inhibitors because that has shown to provide uh, greatest result for uveitis associated with psoriatic arthritis. So I think uh, in in terms of difficult to treat psoriatic disease population, I think incorporating the newer agents are being incorporated early uh, in the treatment regimen. We know that treating early can prevent uh, radiographic damage and thus can reduce disability uh, on a long-term basis. What are some clinical pearls that you utilize in your practice for having a stepwise approach to psoriatic arthritis management? Psoriatic arthritis, uh, we think so. Uh, we think around twenty-five to thirty percent of patients with psoriasis get psoriatic arthritis. So the first key question is, do we have the right diagnosis? Not all, so. The most common arthritis with patients with psoriasis is osteoarthritis. So we have to make sure that we are treating the right diagnosis and the patient truly has psoriatic arthritis and not other forms of arthritis like osteoarthritis, gout, or septic arthritis in rare cases. Second thing, are we measuring what we are 
supposed to measure. So are we using the right disease activity measure uh, to capture how active or inactive the disease is? Uh, currently, most of the disease activity measures have patient-reported outcomes, though some do include lab values like C-reactive protein and sedimentation rate. That gives us a sense a patient does have mild, moderate, or severe disease activity. Uh, so that's the other key aspect of it. Third thing is managing comorbidities. Patients with psoriatic arthritis have a higher incidence of comorbidities like obesity, fibromyalgia, which can really affect their disease activity scores. Fibromyalgia, as you know, is a condition of uh, chronic pain syndrome or central pain sensitization. So even uh, they usually have a higher level of disease activity and that might not be driven by the inflammatory process of psoriatic arthritis. So changing the immunomodulators might not be the right answer, but uh, doing other interventions like lifestyle changes might be the answer to helping free, uh, improve their pain levels. Uh, third thing, we should try to optimize the agents that we have. For example, if we are using methotrexate, we should try to optimize the methotrexate. If you're using an IV formulation of a TNF inhibitor like infliximab and the patient has done well, but not significantly better, we can try to maximize its dose or maximize its frequency. So we should really use the available agents to their full potential. Uh, other aspect is we should also look at patient and system factors, like are patients adherent to their medication, are patients having difficulty getting their medication to insurance because that also plays a role in how uh, active their disease is. And finally, uh, this is not a standard of care practice, but uh, people are looking into whether combination biologic therapy might be the answer for certain subset of patients who have very difficult to treat psoriatic disease, uh, though the verdict is still not out yet. What are the next steps for research in this area? So the next uh, few exciting things in terms of research in this area are one, uh, we are trying to see uh, whether treating patients with psoriasis, does it prevent uh, patients from developing psoriatic arthritis? Because psoriasis is usually, so 70% of patients get psoriasis first and then they develop psoriatic arthritis. So I think, there is a window of opportunity uh, if we treat patients with psoriasis and can potentially prevent uh, psoriatic arthritis. The second thing is a new mechanism of action in terms of therapeutics. Uh, there is a newer agent in which is, comes under class of TIC2 inhibitors, which is not approved yet, but uh, the preliminary data is pretty exciting. So uh, it is expected that it will be approved uh, in the next year or so. And the third, I think I briefly mentioned is we, people are looking into whether a certain subset of patients can uh, be treated with combination biologic therapy if they have very active inflammatory burden from psoriatic disease. Uh, but again, we have to be cautious with the infection risk with combination biologic therapy. Is there anything else that you would like to add that we did not discuss today? I would just like to... Uh, emphasize that a psoriatic disease or psoriatic arthritis is a really heterogeneous disease. We have great therapeutics that are available today. Uh, patients with psoriasis who 
do complain of like arthralgia, like joint aches and pains, should be sent to rheumatology to make sure that they have psoriatic arthritis or other form of arthritis because we know that diagnosing patients early and treating them early prevents radiographic damage uh, and long-term disability. Thank you for taking the time to answer my questions. Thank you so much for having me, uh, and it's great to be here. Thank you.